If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Today's special show, Five Long-Term Banking Emerging Trends Since COVID. Wow, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, it's different now. In studio to share with us his cutting-edge information is the president and owner of Commercial Lending X. Yeah, Brad Hedick. Also, is commercial real estate dead? In studio to share with us the very latest is the premier commercial realtor herself, the managing broker owner of the Trillium Group. Yeah, Teresa Mueller. Also, the five most common causes of real estate litigation and how to avoid them. This is really fabulous, too. In studio is the premier real estate attorney, both commercial and residential. Yeah, Vincent Arricchio. Also, this is coming up every week now with me as an appraiser. Um, There's so many lenders, so many underwriters, realtors, people in general, they don't know what the what FHA is. If you're going FHA, do you think that there's an FHA inspector that's going to come out and start calling for repairs? Well, I'm going to dispel all these myths versus reality. Um, but yeah, the truth about FHA appraisals. Also, wow, it is a packed house. It is springtime. I'm excited to um, Brad Hedick. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. Yeah, Brad Hedick is the owner and president of Commercial Lending X. This is a great topic. There's some long-term banking emerging trends now since COVID year year and a half now, and I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Yeah, and I'm excited to talk about them this morning. Although they're not all necessarily positive for our viewers, um, they are things that people need to be aware of and ready for if they're looking to get commercial financing. Fantastic. And, uh, let ahead. me start. Oh, yeah. it's your... well, I was going to say. Let me start off by saying the term long-term. I'm using it loosely right now because things are always changing in banking. So some of these trends may be here. Um, they could change in a year or two, but they, they look to be trends that are going to go on beyond just this COVID impacted period. Wow. Let's, let's hear. And, and the first trend I'm going to talk about is banks are looking right now to get information about how businesses and investment properties were impacted by COVID. Almost all banks are issuing what they refer to as a COVID questionnaire, and it asks a wide variety of questions about how are revenues impacted, how are your suppliers impacted, can your staff get to work. Really a deep dive trying to get an assessment of how badly businesses have been impacted. And even though we appear to be on the other side of COVID with the vaccinations and everything taking place, Lenders are still asking for this information because they're now concerned about what may be the next pandemic. Not only would we have another shutdown, but did the business survive this pandemic and survive it well enough that if something else were to occur in the future, could they manage it again? It's a whole new risk parameter that bankers haven't looked at before, but is now going to be with us for a time period. Hey, and, hey Brad, and if you're going to, this is yeah. really great information and it's cutting edge and I love it. And I'm going to write all this down. But I've got some friends that are near bankruptcy now because they own multi-unit buildings and the tenants did not have to pay the rent in the last year and they still don't have to pay it. But the 
owners of the multi-unit buildings had to pay their mortgage payment. And, boy, there, there's no such thing as a free cash cow just because you're a landlord on four to 12-unit buildings. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is unbelievable what's happened to some people. And unfortunately, the stimulus hasn't been out there and been able to help everybody. So obviously, there were some businesses that did great last year and others that didn't. The ones that were not performing as well, uh, but then have a much better Q1 or even going into Q2 this year, are lenders looking at, okay, now they're showing positive returns now that people are starting to go out and about again? you know, trend, you know, we, people are being vaccinated. Are they using the new uh, information, even if they had a bad year? Yeah, so certainly where they're at today does play a role in the story. And, and certain businesses, I mean, it's clear. I mean, if you're an entertainment business and you were shut down most of last year, use an example, I've got a client who owns a bowling alley. He was shut down most of last year, finally opened up again in the spring, and he's doing very well. I shouldn't say spring. Well, we're now to spring, but opened up again in January. He's doing very well. So, yeah, they will take a look at that, and they are allowing for that past year to be closed. But the question here is still getting asked, and they're still looking for borrowers to explain how they were impacted and what they were able to do to mitigate. And really what they're looking for is, again, if something were to happen similar in the future, is this business capable of getting through it? And you're kind of digging into what my next point is. And my next point was going to be certain industries, though, are going to continue to have a hard time getting financing, specifically the hospitality industry, including entertainment facilities like bowling alleys, restaurants, and hotels. Well, let's go back to that hospitality in the hotel industry. So obviously, they were very negatively impacted as known as traveling. But once a lot of people are vaccinated and have their vaccine passport or whatever you want to call it, don't you think that there's just going to be this pent-up energy to get out and go and travel again? And so the hotels, like this is just a speed bump, in my opinion, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Like what's the likelihood that we have another pandemic, say, for even the next 20, 30 years? Because commercial real estate is long-term. So I completely agree with <laughs> the assessment that you provided. Well, what you have to understand is when you're borrowing money from a bank and trying to get a commercial loan, Commercial lenders look at risks, and commercial credit managers have a long memory. You know, there's still planning hey, practices put in place. Yes. I agree with you, and there's no telling what the future is like. And if I'm lending money, I don't know if this is over yet. Well, exactly. And they're still putting in stuff from the Great Recession. So a lot of credit managers are looking wow. at the current market and going, we don't know if it's over, what happens if this occurs again, what are long-term ramifications. So even though from a functional standpoint, I agree with you, I think two years from now we're going to look back and go fourth quarter, third quarter of 2021 were excellent for the hospitality industry. Right at this moment, financing is not readily available. When I, when I call lenders and ask them what they're doing and what they're not doing, the first two things I hear them tell me they're not doing are hotels and restaurants. And, and, and probably, and probably like spec office space, of lenders. right? Probably spec office space too. <laughs> well, and, and that was, that's my third trend. I did not that, look at your um, notes beforehand. Well, I promise. <laughs> 
the, the third trend is is getting retail or office financing right now is challenging unless you have good long-term tenants um, or tenants that fit needs that are going to continue to exist, like uh, supermarkets or medical, where you know no matter what, you're going to have to have a medical office. But if you're looking to buy an office building, you may have to put more cash down today than historically. Um, you're going to have to be a stronger borrower than historically. If it's your first time buying an office building, you don't have a strong balance sheet, it's going to be hard, if, much harder to get it done today than it was a year ago. All right, I'm going to add a caveat. So, like, we have a lot of intertwining things that we could talk about today. But obviously, in the office space, if they're looking to redevelop that, uh, in some sense, if it's a mixed use or they're going to make it medical, right, then then they're more likely to to finance that. If you could show a development plan, right? <laughs> Randy's giving me the business. No, that is my I, I, show. I, no. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Teresa Mueller show. I love it. Take well, over. I, I'm trying not to jump in. This is Vince here, Brad. But you know, I'm most concerned because I haven't been able to to do these services. I haven't been able to attend these places. I'm most concerned about hair, nail salons, tattoo parlors, and Pilates studios. Do you have any opinion on any of that? Because you know, I, that's where I frequent. Let's see that well, manicure. Vince, wait, wait, I didn't video. even know you had any. Vince, I didn't even know you had any bare space left on your body to go to a tattoo studio. But um, <laughs> honestly, those businesses are faring better. I thought so. From I what I have seen yeah. than a lot of the others because they were able to open back up and kind of stay open. And to be quite honest, I know a lot of them were open even when they weren't supposed to be kind of under the radar. None of my clients, none of your clients, I'm sure. None of those, no. no. Oh, well, of course, none. Yes, none. But, yeah, that is that, that is a place where they've actually done fairly well. And to be quite honest, we've done a lot of owner-occupied financing for some of those customers who've now found opportunities to buy spaces that they probably couldn't have bought before because they were too expensive and now hey, they're cheaper. Brad, there's a lot yeah. of the audience, Brad, that really wants to ask you questions, I'm sure, and everybody knows that we work here Sunday right after the show, um, 9.05, 9.15 a.m. or any time during the week. We're here for all of our audience, and these are breaking, this is breaking news right now. New lending guidelines, uh, and, and I, I want to know how could some of our listeners get a hold of you that are looking for these commercial loans with the new underwriting guidelines well, we'll get all five guidelines up on our website for those who missed it. I only got through three of them today. But the best place is uh, brad at commerciallendingx.com, and our website's commerciallendingx.com, or by phone, 630-988-4852. Wow, Brad Hedick, president and owner of Commercial Lending X. We come back, Teresa Mueller. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed. With Randy Barcella. And it's always so good to be with our audience every Sunday morning. Good morning, America. You are listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I have to thank you as I do every week. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Without you, we are not here week after month after year. And it's my understanding now we're one of the longest running weekend shows. We're starting our 14th year. Wow, because of you, the audience. So uh, thank you, Brad Hedick, the owner and president of Commercial Lending X. Just some fabulous information he just brought to us on the new underwriting guidelines for commercial moving forward. And keep it along the same topic or similar, is commercial real estate dead? Um, and that's the question that Teresa Mueller, the managing broker owner of the Trillium Group, 
uh, posed to us. And what a follow-up. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Randy. Thank you very much. Uh, so I posted on Facebook um, earlier in the week, you did a, just a quick little poll on is commercial real estate dead to kind of get um, everyone's perspective, right? Because we kind of live in an anecdotal world and I, I will tell some of my own um, success stories and, you know, where it's working. But, you know, the overwhelming response was what? So, Brad, since I have you online and we just talked about lending, is commercial real estate dead? What's your, what's your quick opinion? So let me clarify. I think lending is going to be tough for commercial real estate, but I think it's very much alive and it's going to continue and it's going to rebound. Right. So obviously cash is king, right? That's always the case, right? So if you have cash, you can put together some really great deals. Um, but I'm going to kind of go through some of the asset classes, uh, you know, which I've done before when I did economic outlook. And, you know, I, I say when I go to these gatherings and events, and I, I have been, um, I got my first dose of the vaccine. So I'm halfway safe. I'm not responsible for the other half. But I am seeing people in gatherings now. I've started doing that. So if don't don't no judgment calls if you see me on Facebook and oh, I'm out with people. I'm I'm to your left, so I'm staying on your left side. Is that the vaccinated <laughs> side? Mm, you might be in trouble. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my point is, is when I go out to these gatherings, people ask, "Oh my gosh, commercial real estate!" If they're meeting me for the first time, or "Oh God, business must be decimated." Um, I've never been busier because this is always a time of opportunity. And so I was suggesting before. COVID has accelerated trends that were already in place, right? Um, and so now we're seeing that manifest over this year, and people are opening up a new, new opportunity with new opportunities. So let me go through some example clients. Um, uh, a big one, I just we just signed a lease for Salon, just like Vince had said, services, right? Because you can't get a haircut online, I guess, unless you get a Flobie or something like that. You know, you can't. You really um, need to have those services, the nails, the Pilates, or whatever you're going to do. Well, Pilates, now you can do some of that. I, too. I just had a but, Pilates lease but, I worked <laughs> on. But, I, but I, the reason why I brought up tattoos, and, and Brad's kind of hurt my feelings because as, <laughs> as an Italian guy, I've been accused of being hairy. So I don't know if he can't see any empty spots because of the hair as a paisan or because of the tats. But back to you. Right. And, and this is Vincent Arricchio. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we want to go too real far. real estate attorneys. Yeah, I don't know if we want to go too far into Wait, this conversation. Where is this show going? Yeah. <laughs> that always happens when we're on the show, right? Uh, so anyway, um, you know, we just signed a lease for the salon concept, which I'm super excited for this client. She has some new ideas and, you know, leasing the space for what her new salon concept is. And this is in Naperville. Another client I'm helping is a restaurant business. Now, it's not going to be a full-on sit-down fine dining, right? Because yeah. that's what was been hurt, right? People are like, oh, these restaurant spaces must be dime a dozen. Well, I'm telling you the under 2,500 square feet, 1,500 to 2,500 square feet, that stuff is going second-generation kitchen very easily, right? Because who, who, what do people want? They want pickup. They want the delivery. You know, just something very easy to pick. And that's what survived in this pandemic, right, is things that you Absolutely. could easily pick up. They already had that model, drive-through, whatever it is. Dine-in, dine-out, dine-in versus dine-out, actually. And so, I, and by the way, I'm super excited about this new restaurant that we're putting together for Downtown Radio. They've got tons of PR. They're going to help employ special needs adults, so how awesome is that, right? Because, nice. you know, I live in Naperville. They say, you know, kids often have great services up until their, you know, early 20s. And then as an adult, it kind of drops off. 
So the concept is to employ special needs adults. Uh, warehouse, that has gone gangbusters um, in the clients that I'm helping. If they've got a product, need more space to store it, uh, with or without refrigerator space, um, that, and especially in Chicagoland area, right? The, if you think about it, we are a one day away from 50% of the American population. So Chicago is a logistics hub, and that's why Warehouse has gone gangbuster. Multifamily is still doing really well. And in that category, of course, nursing homes, right, for the foreseeable future, we're going to need nursing homes. Uh, student housing, I own student housing. Um, that is still really doing very well right now because eventually kids are going back to school. We're probably not going to have another pandemic, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, and now, now we know how to handle that. Um, the hotel, you know, we... Let me tell you something. Um, This is breaking uh, news as of today from Cranes. Um, When the travel industry went bad and the uh, airline industry went bad and the hotel industry went bad, a lot of rental car companies went bankrupt out of business. But the top three national chains decided to sell 70% of their fleet. So they have no cars left. So people are starting to book vacations May, June, July, August. They don't have any cars to rent to everybody. Is that amazing? Which, actually, you're also bringing up a good point, international, right? So there's certainly opportunities in commercial real estate international. I just had a uh, – met. we had a conference for the NICAR Global Group that I do. There was a developer in town uh, that I work with on the international scene. And we were saying, hey, if you open up a DQ down in Nicaragua where I was, that thing is going to go gangbusters, right? Because when you go in Latin America and you open up something that's very American, they love that stuff. So that's another commercial opportunity. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I've been talking about the short-term leasing of space. If you, you know, if we're waiting for governments to uh, allow for different use of space, you know, if, say some of these big walls, right, and they're going to demolish it and repurpose it, you know, it's going to take some time for the governments to approve some of that. Short-term lease that space, right? That's that's certainly an opportunity. Cutting-edge information for Teresa Mueller. She's the managing broker owner of the Trillion Group. Teresa, how could our audience get a hold of you? Uh, they can contact me anytime. Go through the Trillium webpage. Just type T in the internet. I'll probably show up. Uh, 630-715-9999. And there's no stress in her life, and she likes a good joke. Isn't that right? I do. And remember, I'm always saying, this too shall pass. Well, it's passing, right? And we're we're moving forward. Teresa's so. on fire. She's <laughs> so smiling and laughing and in a great mood. Oh, my gosh. Get out to Facebook right now. I have videos of Teresa right now in the studio, and she's got a face for uh, TV. Thank you yeah. very much, Vince. Teresa, that was Randy, but, uh, but I concur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Vince Arricchio, he's in the studio today. Vince Arricchio is one of the premier members, of, like all of them are, uh, co-hosts of the show, He's both commercial and residential attorney, and uh, he's always educating us. And he also has a big sense of humor, too, like you also heard in the first half of the show. <laughs> but uh, the five most common causes of real estate litigation and how to avoid them, I want to know. I think our audience wants to know. Vincent Arricchio, good morning. Good morning, Randy. And, you know, before we get too depressing, if any of this could be deemed depressing, because litigation isn't what you want out of real estate, but I would just like to say, uh, uh, you can check this with Teresa, but if any of our radio show listeners were to call Teresa and call her at my suggestion, either T-Rex, T-Mac, or T-Mac Attack, I, I promise if you use my office, we'll give you a little discount, and I'm sure she might even sweeten and give you, just for referencing. I got, I got some other uh, 
adjectives for tea, but we'll just keep going yeah. with you. Well, which which uh, we can save it for another time, but a lot of people called me Mama T, and Mama I'll tell tea. that story some other time if, offline so when people are interested. You heard it here. We're going to have breakfast right after the radio show. I want to hear about it. You call her Mama T, All and right. we'll give you some discounts. But All great right. great to be here, Randy. So, yeah, uh, five. Uh, we don't always get to these topics. We'll rattle off, off what they are, but the first is, if you fail to disclose any defect with the property as a seller, that will lead to problems yeah, later. Yeah, that, that's how long has that seller's disclosure form been around? Uh, that's been around twenty years, maybe for years. And savvy buyers' attorneys ask for it to survive closing, um, but some uh, sellers' attorneys like, no, 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 that thing expires. At closing, but but you're not off the hook. You oh, can't really? Hide. It does expire. Huh? It does expire. Oh yeah, because somebody else moved in. Yeah, and and frankly, you can't have latent, uh, bad word, uh, hidden. You can't have hidden uh, things that will survive. You can't just like, yay, I got out of this deal. I sold this place, and something pop up later that you knew about. It's it's a high burden. Vincent to prove. Riccio, I want to hear the rest of your checklist of how to avoid litigation. But we're coming up to a quick break. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. Thank you all so much for making this your Sunday habit. And get out to the website, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. There's videos. There's two years of podcast of your favorite topics and your favorite shows. There's photo galleries. There's biographies of everybody on the show, testimonies, phone calls. Wow. We'll be right back with more of the Real Estate Revealed radio show. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. I like it like that, and I can't sing at all, so don't change the station, but I can dance salsa. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, America. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Without you, we are not here week after month after year. Thank you for the emails, the texts, the calls. This is what we do. We, we, we try to investigate, dispel myths versus reality in the mortgage and real estate market and financial market to make your life stress-free going through this. And what an education we've had so far this morning. And we're rolling right along with uh, Vincent Arricchio. He's one of the premier real estate attorneys, both commercial and real estate. He's talking about the five things you need to avoid um, to avoid litigation. Yeah, and I'll rattle off the other four, and then I understand Teresa has a question for us. But the other four are, you know, breach of contract, if time permits, I'll explain, uh, breach of a duty or, or negligence, that's three. Number four is if you were supposed to do something, specific performance. And number five is boundary disputes. But before we go any further, Teresa, you said you had a question. I do have a question about disclosure. I mean, typically what we're saying to protect yourself is disclose early and often, right? Um, and that's for a purchase, sell purchase of real estate. Now, and that typically is more residential, but for the um, rental if someone's renting, what is the onus in terms of disclosure? Well, that's an excellent question. Um, in Illinois, at least, the seller's disclosure form, the real property disclosure form, has a box that says uh, owner occupied within the last 12 months. And if you've been renting um, to someone as a seller owner you're, for over a year, you'll check that you didn't uh, uh, that you haven't been on the premises, and that will give you a future defense on what you don't know. Now, now a good buyer's attorney is supposed to say, you know, tell us everything your tenant has told you. 
Um, so, so that should be a part of negotiations is what is your knowledge on what the tenant told you, but an owner who's not on site, who's had a paying tenant who you haven't had to go and review the premises, you're only going to see it at the end of each lease. So you will get some cover or, uh, uh, defense in the future. If you didn't know something, even if it's on the property. Well, what about if you actually, um, are renting to a tenant, uh, do you have to fill out these disclosure forms? Uh, for, for, you know, like, for example, radon, lead-based paint, well, you know, disclosures. Do you have to fill this out de- for the tenants, depend, the owner? Depends on the property. Uh, depends on the year of uh, uh, the age of the property, you know, 1978 for lead, lead paint, uh, radon hazards b- uh, only above the uh, uh, below the second floor. So above a lot of people don't realize, but if you have a three, if you're selling a condo on the third floor, you don't need a radon because the law is two and below. So those disclosures depend on the type of property and whether you've been in there. But the truth is you're always, you know, I had one deal where there's a rooftop deck on a townhouse and (laughs) the husband and wife seller clients of mine pulled over the uh, desk and ch- the, the chairs and the umbrella table and hit a giant hole in the wood no way. Uh, uh, deck under the hopes that, you know, when they were showing it, it wouldn't be. And, and well, the inspector came in, pushed the <laughs> table and the base of the umbrella Good stand inspector. out of the way. Boom. Big hole. You want to know what that did? That soured, the deal went forward, but it was contentious, lack of trust, lack of credibility, everything became a credit and an issue. So the bottom line is you want to be as detailed and truthful as possible, but, but you don't have to disclose things that have been repaired and are not a current problem. A lot of people also don't realize that. Hey, you also talked about second floor and up, no radon. What about flood insurance? Uh, Second floor or first floor? Well, uh, it's, um, I don't have the exact answer to your question. I'd rather, I I'd rather answer it differently to know. say it Go depends ahead. if you're in a flood zone. Um, you can really rely on your mortgage lenders to tell you if you're in a flood zone because what they're going to do house, is they're going to require not a condo. Uh, or what, FEMA. Well, they're going to require flood insurance uh, yeah. with a loan. So I don't I'm know. I'm just testing you, Vince, because you're the expert. You know everything. <laughs> I think, well, as an appraiser, you know some, some things more than I do. But, so um, why can't you review for us, audience? What are the five common things you need to avoid to stop doing or don't do at all to avoid litigation in real estate? Sure. Tell the truth on the disclosures was one. Tell the truth. Anything in the contract, you know, deadlines, meet your closing, meet your financing deadline, get the inspector there in time or uh, get your earnest money in time. That could be deemed a breach and let someone use an excuse to get out of the deal. So breach a contract, negligence of a duty, landlord, tenant, landlords are supposed to do repairs. Landlords are supposed to keep places safe. If they don't, the tenant can take action against you, so negligence or breach of duty, specific performance, fancy legal phrase for you already promised to do something. This isn't a breach of something, but this is you were supposed to specifically install a washer dryer to induce someone to rent your space. You didn't specifically perform if you don't do that. So, And then lastly is boundary disputes. Randy, as an appraiser, you know this with the surveys, but we're talking about you know fencing, driveways, landlines, easements, which are ways to walk across property for permission. So those are the five main litigation hot topics. Vincent Arecchio, how can somebody get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, we are working on Sundays, as you said, phone number 312-263-0010. Also, you can go to our website, reallawchicago.com. And as I always say, the most handsome host in radio, you go to realestatereveal.com. You'll see Randy over there. Wow. 
I thought he was paying me to be on the show. Now I'm paying he, him. He's getting Randy to buy breakfast. Oh, my God. Breakfast. That's Vincent Arricchio. What's your phone number again, Vincent? Yes, 312-263-0010. Have a great Sunday. Wow, thank you so much. Hey, we're coming up to a quick break, but don't turn off that dial. I've got myths versus reality about FHA appraisals. You want to hear this one. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It is not unusual for us to love our audience, love being here every Sunday morning. Thank you all so much for making this your Sunday habit. I'm Randy Barcella, and you are listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Wow, what a show today. I've gotten such an education. We started out the show with Brad Heddock, the owner and the president of Commercial Lending X, talking about the five long-term banking emerging trends that have started with underwriting from now on. Wow. Uh, and we had a uh, sense of humor lady herself, international travel, talking about his commercial real estate really dead. Teresa Mueller, broker owner of the Trellium Group. And then we just got done with Vincent Arricchio, one of the top real estate attorneys, both commercial and uh, residential, talking about the five most common causes of real estate litigation. Wow. And moving forward again, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I have to do this every month because it's coming to me with phone calls and texts and phone calls and emails. Everybody is still an urban myth about FHA. Um, when, I, when I ask the question to a, a seminar I'm doing, whether it's realtors, loan officers, homebuyer seminar, I ask everybody in the audience, how many of you think that just because you go FHA, now there's going to be an FHA inspector that comes out and the FHA inspector is going to call for a lot of repairs. I was at the seminar 23 years ago at the Sheraton and Lyle Hutto Home Ownership Center from Atlanta. FHA HUD came over and they said, everybody, we are, and there's 400 people there, lenders, loan officers, underwriters, attorneys, et cetera, appraisers. They said, we are, FHA said, we are no longer in the calling for repair business. They used to have a VC sheet valuation condition checklist for many years where the appraiser had a checklist to call for repairs. As of 23 years ago, there is no FHA inspector. FHA does not call for repairs. Um, they said if the house complies with local building and zoning codes and ordinances and state, and there's no health and safety concerns, it's out of their hands. But there's appraisers calling for repairs and getting away with calling for repairs that are cosmetic and not even in the HUD 4000.1 handbook. Um, Randy, can I interject a, go ahead. You know, an example? I, had, I was selling an investment property. And the buyer was buying with FHA, and it was as is. And then the FHA came in and said, oh, all these things have to be done. And, and there my, is no FHA that came in. Yeah. Well, there was an appraiser, and he said, because of his FHA, blah, blah. And my, my seller's like, hey, listen, it was as is. You could pound sand. So the, the buyer did leave because they, they, here's this appraiser was saying all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, um, here, and then they got scared. Here, here, here's, a, um, here's where an appraiser will call. For a repair, I'm walking up to the house. The second the, on the roof, I look in. The shingles are cur- the shingles are curling and they're coming off the house. I go to the second floor. The ceiling tiles are brown and yellow. It's leaking. It's probably a bad roof. So I'm going to take a picture. I go in the basement. There's no furnace, no hot water tank. Yeah, it's got to be at least livable condition and average condition and livable with utilities on. Uh, there's a horizontal crack in the foundation and there's flooded basement. That has to be taken care of. If the house is before 1978 and there's peeling paint, that has to be professionally remediated. 
if there's a lot of mold in the house and nobody can tell if it's mold unless it gets tested first, an appraiser cannot tell you if it's mold, take pictures and say it's apparently mold and get that tested. Health and safety concerns. There's a, And then uh, Kim Alden, our realtor, she's the real estate broker and principal at Compass. Last week she said, Randy, I got an appraiser calling for smoke and carbon monoxide alarms on each level. I said, that's not uh, an FHA rule. And I've had some other underwriters even agreeing and saying that's a health and safety concern um, with FHA. And it's, it's not. It's not at all. You see, calling for smoke and carbon monoxide on each level, that means the appraiser is putting a hat on as a state enforcer of state laws. And the appraiser can't do that. FHA is not is not silent on this at all. They're specific about it because I also talked to the chief of appraisers, uh, the chief appraiser at HUD, FHA. And if you are calling for smoke and carbon monoxide alarms on FHA houses, you are going to be removed from the roster. So it's urban myth on so a lot question, of these things. Go question, ahead, Vince. Randy. So, and, and, and certainly don't want any gossip or anything bad about your industry or the other appraisers. But what is the reason if, if Teresa and I in our business uh, examples have had so-called FHA appraisers call for repairs, what is it that they're doing? Uh, why are they, why is it happening? 80% of the realtors are not that well informed and not that current and on their continuing education. Realtors or appraisers? Realtors and same with appraisers. Okay. Probably only 20, I'm, I'm, I'm just estimating, but a small percentage of appraisers know what they're doing. A great number of appraisers, um, I've heard that, okay, they work for an appraisal management company. Instead of getting paid 425 or 450 on the appraisal, they're getting paid 300 or 310 from, or 325 from the mortgagee. And they said, well, we're going to call for a bunch of repairs that are not in the FHA manual the HUD 4000.1 guideline, and we're going to come back out for $125 inspection fee. Oh, but an, another, for the re-inspection, for the second yeah, go-round? Oh. But, but also, too, there's a lot of underwriters. And there's a lot of underwriters, a lot of appraisers, a lot of homeowners, a lot of realtors caught in urban myth. Here's the, fa- the sayings I hear all the time. You know FHA always calls for this. You know FHA is going to call for that. No, FHA, there is no FHA inspector. FHA does not call for repairs. There's appraisers calling for peeling paint on a five-year-old shed, five-year-old house, 10, 15-year-old. You can't buy. It's not a health and safety concern because you cannot buy lead-based paint or even produce it since 1978. Wow. Well, for what it's worth, and my story did end well because the, even though the buyer left, we actually, the next buyer gave us more money. It, wasn't, it was not an FHA lending. They gave us more money. Here's what no I issues. say to the realtors <laughs> and the loan officers and the underwriters or, or anybody involved on the deal. Have the appraiser copy and paste the sentences in the HUD 4000.1 guideline that say you have to do it and you're going to do it. Nine out, of t- nine out of ten, they cannot and they're making it up. And you, you have to tell that them is, to eliminate. Your source, right? They have to eliminate that from the conditions on the appraisal or you are going to call the HUD FHA hotline and you're going to call the Department of Professional Regulation and the branch manager from the... Uh, a mortgage company. This is good scoop. Yeah, man. Randy Barcella, 708 870 9400. If you want to call or text, we'll be right back. Quick break. Now, back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella. You're like, heaven on earth can't take my eyes off of you. You're too good to be true. And I can't sing at all, but I can dance. Don't we play the best music here? Good morning, America. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And did I learn a lot today? We started off the show with 
the president owner of Commercial Lending X talking about um, there's long-term banking emergency trends with underwriting now going forward if you want to open a commercial business because of the last year and a half with COVID. Wow. Um, and if you need any more information, um, get out to the website. Starting tomorrow, Monday, the podcasts are up. So you can write down, listen to it over and over again at realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And then we had uh, the sense of humor herself, Mama T, as, he, as uh, Vince <laughs> likes to call it. But she's got a lot of other nicknames, international traveler, Costa Rica girl. I don't know. But the broker owner, managing broker owner of the Trolleum Group, she's a commercial realtor. Yeah, Teresa Mueller. She was answering the question, is commercial real estate dead? Oh, I'm sorry. All I could think about is Vince talking about hair and tats. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not what you asked. Is commercial real estate dead? Go to my LinkedIn page and put it on there, um, what your what your experience is. And if you contact yes. any of us and say Mama T, there's going to be a bonus for you, for sure. How can somebody get a hold of you, Teresa Mueller? Uh, they can contact me anytime through webpage, trellium.com, LinkedIn, social media, on Instagram, or my phone number, 630-715-9999. And Teresa's available today, this morning, Call Sunday me. morning. Vincent Arricchio, uh, the premier commercial and residential attorney. I get an education from him, too, but his sense of humor is now catching up with Teresa Mueller. But you were talking about how to avoid litigation in real estate. Yes, yes. No one wants to hear it, uh, but uh, you want your deals to go through. You want contracts to go through. You don't want litigation. However, if you have any problems, it's going to be mostly in those areas, and you, you should get an attorney when needed. But, but I was more concerned. I almost fell over because when you said, how can they get a hold of you, I thought you said, how old are you? And I thought Teresa was going to throw her, her, her pen at your head. I'm glad I didn't mishear that. It was how to get a hold of you. Because oh. now we're with the whole mama thing. It's not thing. how old I am. It's how I behave. That's right? It's all a function of your mind, mama T. But no, Randy, um, of course, if anyone has any questions, uh, you can check us out also. Thank you, Teresa, for saying that. LinkedIn, Facebook. Do you have a phone number, Vincent? Yes, I do. 312-263-0010. If you mention Mama T, I'll give a discount. Too. Fantastic. Hey, I also want to thank the other co-hosts who are not here, but they'll be here next week. Yeah. Pat Canone, mortgage loan consultant from the Loan Depot. Sandra Wright, realtor from Chicago Properties. Gary Broner, certified financial planner from Country Financial. Kim Alden, realtor and principal at Compass. Mark McKenna, he's the real estate broker from uh, Barrett and Warner. And, of course, Joshua Buckhalter, the premier producer here at AM560. Um, hey, get out to the website. You want information about us, our biographies, testimonies, podcasts? Yeah, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And I have videos right now of everybody in the studio on Facebook. Yeah, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. And you know me from uh, Facebook pages. I always like to do a lot of inspirational quotes, and that's how I like to finish the show. You know what? Life happens to all of us. It's how we react to everything that is the difference between where we are now and where we deserve to be. You see, we can't direct the wind, but we can adjust our sails. You don't always have control over what happens to you, but you do have control over what you do with that experience. And you know what, everybody? It's been a tough year. Maybe it's even tougher now. But guess what? When everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. And you know what? I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Okay? So be good to yourself. Be good to others. And tell someone each day that you love them. Thank you all so much for making us your Sunday habit. Real Estate Revealed on AM 560 The Answer every Sunday morning at 8 to 9 a.m. 
Be well. Make it a great week. And I can't wait to see you here next Sunday morning again, AM 560. Thank you.